Becker's Hospital Review is committed to delivering our audience safe access to vital educational opportunities. With this in mind, our 11th annual meeting will be in virtual format for the first time. Whether in the home or workplace, attendees will have access to sessions where industry leaders will be discussing the most pressing issues in healthcare, including the rise of virtual care, addressing clinician burnout, and delivering on-price transparency. To learn more, click on the conference tab at beckershospitalreview.com. Welcome to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm Laura Deirda, an editor at Becker's Healthcare, and I'm thrilled to welcome Dr. Mark Montanay, Chief Medical Officer of Contessa Health in Nashville, Tennessee. Dr. Montanay, thank you so much for being here. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, Laura, thank you for the opportunity to join the program today. I'm the Chief Medical Officer for Contessa Health. Uh, we're a Nashville-based five-year-old com- company that works in the hospital at home space. My background uh, as the chief medical officer, I first, from a clinical perspective, I practice internal medicine and geriatrics. And prior to joining Contessa about four years ago, I had served as the chief, chief medical officer for several healthcare systems, uh, Ohio Health, followed by Vanguard Health Systems, and then Tenet Healthcare. So as I said, I've been the uh, CMO at Contessa now for the past four years. Oh, fantastic. It's great to have you. And I know you've got a a lot of experience, so this will be a a great conversation. First off, could you tell us a little bit more about Contessa Health and a few points of pride? Absolutely. Um, As I mentioned, we are a five-year-old national-based company that works really in the hospital at home space. We call it home recovery care, synonymous with hospital at home, but essentially We partner with healthcare systems around the country in establishing hospital-at-home programs. Currently, we are in six markets, but essentially, Laura, our program, we bring a turnkey operation to our provider partners that really includes all aspects of being able to deliver hospital-at-home or acute-level services to the patient in the comfort of their home. So that would include clinical protocols, got a proprietary platform that we call Care Convergence that really helps manage all of the logistics of a patient in a hospital at home experience. Uh, We do all of the training and provide all of the support to the programs. I can go into a little bit more detail in terms of, um, you know, how it works, but uh, let me pause there. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Montanay. Now, uh, what kind of organizations do you partner with? Who are some of your most significant partners? Laura, we have been fortunate to partner with six health systems across the country to create joint ventures that operate home recovery care. And these systems include Mount Sinai in New York, the Marshall Clinic in Wisconsin, Ascension St. Thomas in Nashville, Tennessee, Prisma Health in South Carolina, Allegheny Health uh, Network in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Dignity Health in Phoenix, Arizona. In addition, we're slated to launch a couple of more markets in uh, early 2021. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for going through that with us. And, you know, if there are any other details you want to add, you know, we'd love to hear them. Otherwise, Once we're finished with that, we can jump in and talk a little bit about COVID-19 and how you're seeing that evolve and some of your strategies for mitigating it. Absolutely. So our model, we we believe very strongly in incorporating our provider partners' uh, clinical team in the care delivery process. So we work with 
a subset of hospitalists at each one of our provider partner locations and train them in the program to be able to deliver the hands-on care that these patients uh, will receive through a 30-day episode. We also train nurses locally. Typically, these are nurses that are part of our provider partner's home health resource. Uh, We identify nurses who have acute nursing care experience in their background as well, train them in the model. And then we embed a position that we call a recovery care coordinator. These are RNs that uh, essentially are embedded in our provider partner's operations that are screening patients as they're coming through the most common portals of entry. Typically, that's the emergency department. However, we also have um, pathways that we can admit patients directly from physician clinic or urgent care. But patients are screened very carefully for their suitability for home recovery care. And then the hospitalist evaluates the patient, has the final determination if they believe the patient is indeed appropriate to have acute level services delivered in their home. And then they do their history and physical, their admitting orders, all in their native EMR system, and then the patient is transported home where they essentially have the equivalent of acute level services that they would otherwise be receiving in the hospital brought into their home. So that is all uh, infusion services, durable medical equipment, the nursing care, which is a minimum of two extended visits daily, and then the physician who admits the patient rounds on the patient via a telehealth system that we utilize that allows for high-resolution audiovisual connectivity, as well as remote patient monitoring uh, using all appropriate Bluetooth-enabled peripheral devices. And then the patient, uh, once they're stabilized and improved to the point that they're moved to what we call the monitoring phase, our care coordinator stays connected to the patient throughout a full 30-day episode and then transitions their care very smoothly, typically, typically to the health plan care manager. So that's just a snapshot of kind of how the model works, and it's worked very effectively with very, very strong results uh, in regards to patient satisfaction, lower readmission rates for hospitals, and, and enhanced value to our provider partners as well as ultimately to the patients that are served. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, as I mentioned, I wanted to ask you a little bit about how the pandemic has changed things for you. What are you really seeing right now with the pandemic? What trends are emerging and how are you responding to that effectively? Right. You know, in most of our markets, uh, we are seeing a surge and many of our provider partner hospitals are at or or near capacity. And I'll give you an example. When when the first surge occurred in the spring in the March-April range in New York City, a key partner of ours is, is Mount Sinai Health System in New York City. They were really seeing a you know significant surge of patients in that uh, they were running a capacity with really uh, highly acutely ill patients that were requiring ventilators, critical care services, and we were able to rapidly stand up a a new pathway that we call cont- continuing hospital at home that enabled the lower acuity patients who'd been in the hospital perhaps, uh, you know, a couple uh, days or so that still required acute level services to have the remainder of their acute level services rendered in their home. In other words, being able to move them out of the hospital, free up beds for higher acuity patients, and in that sense, really decamp the hospital, take a little bit of the pressure off the, the volumes that were surging, allow patients to leave a little bit earlier, but still receive all of the acute level care that they needed typically for the next uh, several days. 
worked very, very effectively. And in fact, we've taken that same pathway into several of our, our other markets that are seeing uh, similar COVID-19 surges uh, uh, currently. Well, thank you for going through that with us, Dr. Montanay. Now, what other regulatory changes support the work that you're doing? Yeah, in March, CMS had announced a hospital without walls waiver that offered broad regulatory flexibility for hospitals providing care outside of its four walls. But really uh, exciting news here in November, they took it a step further by providing eligible hospitals with really unprecedented regulatory flexibility to treat eligible patients in their homes. And in this um, effort, CMS actually worked with one of our partners, Mount Sinai in New York City, on the regulation changes. And the health, that health system was actually one of the first proof for this model in the country, which, you know, heretofore, we were able to treat Medicare Advantage patients and uh, commercially insured patients and some managed Medicaid patients, but this actually will open uh, the door for Medicare fee-for-service beneficiaries to be considered, at least through this uh, this pandemic that we're currently uh, in and uh, hopefully uh, beyond. But that's been a, a big change here recently, and that will enable our provider partners to treat a, a broader group of patients and, and really help their health systems in the fight against this pandemic. Well, that's, that's great to hear that you've been able to have some success and continue to spread um, what you're able to do to other hospitals and health systems across the country. Um, now, before we wrap up here, I wanted to ask you, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to emerging leaders today? Yeah, I would say that, you know, given the dynamic industry that we work in, that uh, I would encourage emerging leaders to to really be agile and willing to embrace change, uh, including the adoption of new models of patient care, such as uh, what I just described. Uh, I think a second would be when you're advancing those new models of care, really always start from the patient's perspective. In other words, look at your care that you're delivering through the eyes of the patient and what their experience is, because that's that's critical, you know, both from a patient experience, a patient safety, and an overall quality of care perspective. And then third, I would say when an emerging leader is forming their team, be very deliberate in that process and, and really very mindful of the culture that you're creating and recognize that as a leader, your effectiveness and ability to really get things done is dependent upon those around you. So that's, that's just three points that I would encourage emerging leaders to uh, consider. Dr. Montanay, thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. This has been a great conversation, and I look forward to connecting again in the future. Thank you very much, Laura. I appreciate it.